Welcome to Divorce Diaries Show. I am Michelle Trina, the creator of Divorce Diaries, and I am so excited to be recording tonight. I I just got back from dog sitting for my cousin um, and his fiance, and his, this dog is so cute. Um, and I had an interesting weekend. So this episode, you know, I'm a comedian, but I'm an actor, I'm a writer, I a storytell. So I, you know, I try to just kind of let loose with the podcast and just talk about what's going on in my life, what's going on in the Michelle Traina divorce diary. Um, and there's, there's two things. There's lots of stuff going on with the show. Um, I have a lot of upcoming shows. One this Friday, Nutley, my birthday show, I like to call it. My birthday is October 26th, but um, this Friday is the 21st, and I'm doing a, a birthday show of Divorce Diaries this weekend in the area I live in and grew up in, New Jersey, North Jersey. Nutley, New Jersey. So go check it out. The Oakley, November fifth, L.A. at the Crow Comedy Club. November sixth in San Diego at the Mike Drop Comedy Club, and uh, November twenty sixth in Chicago at the Lincoln Lodge. And then we are also going to be. I am also going to be. We, we, I. I don't know how how what the pronoun is because it is a one woman show. But I have some special guests coming for the New Year's Eve special um, in Wheaton, Illinois, which is at the West Side Improv. So I'm really excited. This weekend was crazy, but awesome. Um, I got booked in another commercial, a UGC commercial, which is user generated content. Um, it was from another client called smart news that I had, and I was excited. I also just been working on my material, which I've been feeling a little bit like, I don't know, feeling a little bit, uh, a little jarbled with some of my material. Like I, I, a little, I feel a little all over the place and not as tight and I've been practicing it, but I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling a little stuck. So I'm just going to keep practicing and something will hit. That's what has happened before. Once I just keep practicing and writing, eventually when you chip at something, it breaks and the diamond pops through. I don't know if that's the right analogy, but I think you get the point. Um, I also want to bring up that while I was at my cousin's, I, I found this poem, um, I don't, it's a, or it's an excerpt. I don't, it's Nelson Mandela really, but then Marianne Williamson, I guess she used it in one of her, uh, books. I don't know. There's, there's like a, I, I was looking online. It looks like there's a controversy about who actually wrote it, but in, in this thing, it's Nelson Mandela and I like to read it. And I really like it. Um, because it has to do with what I want to talk about tonight, which is, uh, a little bit about self-love and changing your thoughts to change your, th what is it? Change your thoughts to change your mindset. And of course, love. Our deepest fear is not that, okay, so this is Nelson Mandela, but I, like I said, I also saw that Marianne Williamson had put this in something that she wrote too. So I'm not, I have to go back and see what the real credit is, but this where I'm reading it off the internet is Nelson Mandela. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. I'm going to read that again. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. 
it's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Nelson Mandela. Okay. There's just so much about that. It makes me think about, you know, at times where I feel like I shouldn't be a certain way because I either make other people feel insecure or make people feel uncomfortable or I'm taking too much of a risk or I'm not loving myself enough by putting myself with the wrong people, wrong men or whatever it may be. And, and this is just like, you got to be who you are. You got to let your light shine. You got to go for it. Um, it also kind of just reminded me about what I'm kind of struggling with in my brain about dating and men and, and this like this parallel between, you know, my job and my, my work, my work and, you know, meeting somebody new. Um, I tend to just get distracted if I meet somebody new and I like them. And just, it's just, I guess what happens, I guess, to a lot of people, but, um, I, I'm trying to change my thought process when I do meet somebody and I like them so that I don't get so stuck on, well, either they're in or they're out you know, or why am I not good enough? Why is this person? Because I feel like I constantly meet a guy who's questioning whether or not I'm worth it. Even though they don't say that, I feel in my bones, the last, the men that I've had, especially since divorce, have like just not wanted to commit or not wanted to um, take take the leap with me for some reason or have made me feel bad about myself. And it just always makes me feel like, but what is wrong with me? And I know that's not the right way of thinking. I know that. I know that's like, it's not on me, it's on them, but it's, it's hard to not. And I've talked about this. It's hard not to be feeling like it's me. Um, I have, and so I'm going to get to the, to where this is present day in my body, but I want to um, play something. One of my followers sent this to me about something he heard me say on one of my lives. Okay. That is my follower, Dario. He has followed me for a couple of years now and he's in Florida and he's actually not divorced. He's widowed. And I want to have him on the man panel. We do the man panel again. We did that a couple of years ago during the pandemic. It was great. He, um, oh, I, I guess I should play the rest of it. Cause okay. I'll, I'll play the rest of it. I say this as a friend. I don't say this as a, as a potential person. I say, hey, listen, let's get together because that's not going to happen. I'm a completely different animal. There's no way. I've been broken so many times, sweetheart, that even I don't know if I'll ever be fixed. <laughs> so I'm just... That is hysterical, by the way. I'm just telling you as a friend, let it sit there. Let it just settle and see what happens from there. If he doesn't... So... So Dario was watching, I think something I, I put it up in the summertime. Um, but then I also was, uh, it was funny. He's like, well, that's interesting. Cause it seems like that's the common thread, right? Like you feel like, um, it's always you, but it's not right. I mean, but it's hard to, anyway, long story short, I thought that was great. Dario, uh, gave me permission to play that. I appreciate it. Um, 
you know, between the, the, like the past, I keep going back to my past like lately and thinking like, wow, this person really hurt me. And I really am so mad that I let them in. I'm, I'm so mad. I let the cop in the married guy, the producer and little ones in between. Like, I'm so upset that I allowed that to happen. But at the same time, I'm not because it's like, I had to experience those things, especially for what I created from it. Right. Um, but I will say this weekend, I definitely reflected on moving forward in my life and how I really am not able to handle that. Right. Like I'm not able to handle another, like, not that I'm not able to handle another disappointment, but I really don't want to let in like, I don't want to let anybody in. And the second I even like slightly open the door, I immediately am like, I'm right now I'm in a place where I started talking to a guy, not just like, I'm not dating him or anything like that. It's just like, we've been talking for like a month on texting and, and messaging. And, um, long story short is we, you know, I was like, I've been really enjoying it. And I was getting nervous because I'm like, well, this is weird because I like talking to him and like, this is gonna either he likes talking to me too. And he wants to go further and ask me out or he just is like dicking around. So I, I said something to him and he, and I, I had to, because I was like, you know what? I, it's been a couple of weeks. So like, what's the deal? Are you want to ask me out or not? And he was really, I loved his answer back. His answer back was great. At first I didn't think he answered back because I couldn't see his message, but he answered back. And it was like what I really wanted to kind of hear, you know, that it, he was interested, which I thought, I felt like he was, but, and I totally, I totally did not start this the way I wanted to start because I was was nervous about talking about this because he does listen to my podcast, which I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful that he found it. I'm so grateful that um, he came to my show. And it's just like, I'm so nervous because I do talk about my life in my show and in my podcast and my social media. But like, I really value like the kind of person he, you know, I've been getting to know slowly and I don't want to come out by like in any offensive way towards him. But, um, we are very, we come from very different, um, religious beliefs. Like I grew up a completely different religion than he's in. And, and I, I don't see any problem with that. I actually was really turned on by the fact that he is so religious, I think. And it's, it's because it's so, it shows such discipline and consistency and it shows faith and, um, yeah, it totally was like a turn on for me. And it, in a way, because like I have dated, I feel like my vagina is a United Nations. <laughs> okay. I just went south there, huh? Um, no, I haven't been with that many guys, but I have dated like everybody, like I, you name it. Uh, I, well, I don't know about religions wise, but like races and cultures different all, all over Lebanese, black, Hispanic. Uh, Canadian? I don't think I dated a Canadian recently, but I have in college. Um, Australian. Uh, what else? Yeah, I've dated. I've obviously I talk about how I love Latin men, and like I have dated a lot of a good handful of them. Dated in my head, slept with them for sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, but this guy is different. 
He's definitely different. Um, I definitely attracted to him. I think that's why, like, I was excited that I was excited to talk with him. You know, I feel like there's always going to be, like, an initial attraction. But um, I did say something. I was like, well, what, you know, you want to ask me or not, you know? <laughs> and so I got really excited that we were going to hang out on this weekend. And, you know, I tried not to because I know when I get excited – usually I get disappointed. And I I know that sounds kind of bad, but like, you know, in, in the first years of me dating after divorce, I got disappointed a lot, like men canceling on me or uh, the canceling thing with, with a couple, I think it was the cop who did it a lot. He was one specifically. And I think that left a lot of anxiety and I felt like really bad about myself. And I dated a younger guy for a while and he was a jerk. Well, he was such a jerk off to me. Um, and like that, that, those kind of things left a bad taste in my mouth. So every time, you know, something like that would happen again, I would be like, oh my God, I can't handle this. It makes me feel such, if, if, you know, when you date somebody or you talk to somebody and they cancel on you, it, it sticks with me. So like when I, I was excited to see him this weekend, I was also like, uh, it seems kind of like too good to be true that like, I'm going to hang out with him and we both like each other's conversation. And this seems easy. Um, Again, I'm not jumping the gun. I'm just expressing that, like, I, I just, I fear right away now that he, the person is lying or they're going to be a huge disappointment or they're going to not think, you know, I'm, not that I'm not worth it, but there's going to be some, like, questioning for them whether or not, like, this is going to go anywhere. But rightfully so, because how do you know it's going to go anywhere unless you actually get to meet them? Like, I went out on a date with a guy who was really sweet. A couple dates him and I went on um, in the beginning of the year, and it, it just it, it didn't feel right for me. And we we actually stayed friends. He came to my show. What the hell? He came to my show in Richmond, and it was great. Um, so we're friends still, but, like, I know that for me it's harder when I get the rejection to accept it. All right, we're back. Sorry, I had a little technical difficulty there. With Divorce Diary Show podcast, I'm Michelle Trina, and we're talking about love is love. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I love that phrase. Love is love. I don't care if you are, you know, what the skin color is, what your religion is, what your culture is. I welcome everybody into my life, um, and I actually the only the only barrier I ever see is if somebody is not willing to put an effort, is not kind to my daughter or me or, you know, abusive, that kind of stuff. Although I will say that like those things come in because they come in on like, sometimes I've allowed abuse in my life because it's come in the form of like, uh, you know, a, a masked amazing guy, right? Or it's been, you know, I've had, well, I won't get into that this episode. I've had, I've had stuff happen where it's like, but he would never do that. And they do, you know, so we're talking about love is love because, and I was reading the Nelson Mandela passage because, um, I love love. And I say that in my, I say that in my stand up. I love love. I want to find love, but I don't even know when I would have time to have the relationship. I barely have time to do my fucking laundry. Look at this. Okay. And that's all clean. It's just not folded. Alexa, stop. So I was excited to, to meet with this new 
guy who we're just talking and we have both have very different religious beliefs and i was in the back of my head concerned that this could be a deal breaker for him it wasn't for me and by deal breaker i mean that i'm not gonna talk to him or he's just gonna see me in like one light like she's great to talk to she's great to be a friend maybe a friend with benefits but relationship you know like that's why I was in the back of my head actually the whole time. I was like, well, I don't really know, but I'm not going to ask because we're just talking. And so I was going to wait till we saw each other in person. Now, I did feel a little nervous that I kind of said like, bro, are you going to ask me out or what? But I had to say it because I know myself and it's just going to get, I'm going to get worked up a little bit. I was like, okay, so what the fuck? And I also just don't, I don't talk to people to the extent I was, I'm texting with him and messaging with him unless I like you, you know? And I don't know. I I just felt like being, I just needed to say it. And I'm, and I'm glad I did. And I'm glad, you know, all that stuff, but here's where I get a little nervous to share this because I I don't want it to come out the wrong way, but I'm going to, I'm just going to be here. I share everything on my podcast and my stories. And I am sharing this because I really liked him. I really like him. Not liked, I like him, but I'm also afraid to say that too. Um, because then the universe hears it and then he somehow hears it. And then like, they are like, ha ha ha, we're going to fool you, bitch. She doesn't like you. You are toast. I don't know. Something like that. So he sends me a message like, right. First of all, on Saturday, I went to, I did like a lot of me stuff. I did uh, walking with the, uh, my, do- my the dog. I walked on my own. My, it was my father's birthday. My father's been passed away three years ago. So it's an emotional day for me last year on my dad's birthday, the asshole producer who I was like, totally had feelings for totally hurt me. Um, made me feel shitty started off as my friend. I didn't take the fucking cue where he kept saying, he just wanted to be friends. We had the romance and then in turn, ends up unfollowing me, making me feel shitty on my dad's birthday, sent me the nastiest message. When I asked him why he unfollowed me, he goes, I don't follow your stuff anymore. Cause I don't want to see it pop on my feed. He was just mean. And I, cr- I remember that. I remember last year I cried and I was like, I just missed my emotional day as it is. And now he's making me feel worse. Anyway. So this year cut to, uh, I'm, I'm t- talking with a new guy and he seems very different, by the way. He seems very different. And I'm very excited about that because I'm like, oh, I'm finally attracted to a guy who seems nice and decent and outside of this like other box. But again, you know, we're still getting to know each other. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go see him. I was thinking of getting a new outfit. I was a whole nine yards. Buying new underwear because I totally forgot my underwear. And not because I was going to show him it. It was just like I, I didn't have underwear because I forgot my underwear at my house and whatever. I was going to go buy some. I was going to buy expensive ones at Anthropology, But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to – I I yeah. All right. Well, so I had a pair that was my point at my house. But I wanted to – you know, I, don't, I wanted to feel sexy even though I wasn't going to show it. You know what I'm talking about. So – I went back. I was like, you know, I, all this stuff is really expensive. Let me just go back and use what I have. And I said, careful, Michelle, you're getting super excited. What if he cancels? Because it was getting late um, and he practiced it. Okay. So I was like, all right, I'll just say it. So, oh, well, no, I, I, I might wait to say, oh, no, maybe. All right. 
so it was getting late and I was like, well, when is he going to like, let me know what's going on? So because of his own religious beliefs, you know, he had to wait past a certain time. And I was like, okay, well, that's totally fine. Let me give him his space. Cause I don't want to bother him. Like what, what's going on What's the plan, you know? <laughs> and sure enough, he did message me about the plan. And, but in that message was a lot of ap- ap- apprehensiveness and, um, apprehension, I guess that's the word, right word. Um, and I read the message and my heart, like he wrote me a long message. It was obviously he's just trying to be honest and I, I can't fault him in that because we, again, there's nothing going on yet. Like there's no, you know, but when I read the message, it definitely like my stomach dropped. Um, and it like took a lot of like my excitement out because it was like basically saying, <laughs> I just want to make sure you know that if it doesn't work out that we're not friends, if, if this doesn't like, if we end up just wanting to be friends, like, I don't want you to think this is a waste of time. I don't, I don't want you to feel that way. Like I, and I was really confused. So I called him and then he had, and we ended up playing phone tag. And when we spoke, I blatantly said, I'm like, I don't want any guy to be anxious to see me. And, and then I could see he felt bad because I don't think he meant it that way. But in all honesty, I was like, I got off the phone. I told him, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go shower. You tell me what you want to do in an hour. I really wholeheartedly wanted to just say, you know what? Don't come. Because I was so sad that all of a sudden it was like, well, just so you know, I just want to make sure that if you don't think that it doesn't work out, that we're just going to like, I, it felt like he was questioning whether he really wanted to come. And then I was like, "Ugh, that's really what it sounded like. It just sounded like he wasn't sure. And I felt so shitty. And I know that he didn't mean to do that intentionally, which is why I called my manager and I angrily cried on the phone. Like I was sobbing, crying because I was like, I'm fucking done. I don't, this is why I don't talk to men. And you know, and like, I had to let it out because I, it, it, it's not, it wasn't this guy. It was like, it's like everything starts to hit you from your past again, you know? And I was, I was like, I was like, I can't believe I thought I was like going to go have like a fun night kind of checked out from work, check, which I don't mind. I love work. So it's not that I wanted to check out from work, but it'd be a little bit of a different night. I didn't have any responsibilities with my child. And then it was to, to read that. I was like, Oh, Oh my God. And I don't know if it really is. I mean, I feel like it's stemming from the religious beliefs, but I also feel like, you know, what the fuck are we doing, man? We're in our forties. Like, can we like, like not let those things hold us back because I don't let it hold me back. I'm like, you know, but so I, I just like took a shower. I tried to let it out and I was really, really, really want telling myself, I'm like, I think this is the universe telling you to fucking take the reins now and say to them, no, that's not okay. But I was like, but I really liked him and he seemed different. I really wanted to, to give him the benefit of the doubt. So, um, I, he messaged me and he said right away, he's like, I feel like I took everything like this, the, the sail out of the, what the wind out of the sail. So, you know, I took one of the suggestions he gave, it was like a drink by us, what by where I was. And I was like, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to speak to him in person because I was really looking forward to hanging out with him. And I thought he was too. So I, I, and he said he was, but like the whole thing threw me. So, 
And I am a very neurotic analytical person. So I was like, maybe he was having that moment. It sounded like that. Let me see what happened. So I met with him and it was really, really nice. Like so nice. Um, But that makes me very nervous too, because it sets you up for, I can't explain it. Like I, I can't, I have to do that because it's like, then I don't put myself out there at all even with somebody I even find attractive and like, uh, you know, I, if I shut that down, then I have nothing, right. Then you have no opportunities to actually find this great love, which I think every human craves. I do. I believe that we all crave this emo- like it's emotional intimacy. It's, it's laughter. It's, it's, um, snuggles, it's walks, it's journeying through challenges together. It's making love. It's, you know, fucking I'm whispering because my daughter's in the room but you know all those things and I want that I don't need to get married again I don't need to have any more kids I don't need somebody to even um live I mean live with would be great but I don't even need that like I it's okay I just want a partner that's on the same page you know eventually right so when you get to know someone, it's all these steps you have to go through and it's, it's nerve wracking. And I think I had a nice time. So when we said goodnight and I went upstairs to the condo, I was like, and now it begins <laughs> again. And now the next part where it's like, you just wait to see, you know, I, how do I react? Um, because because I had such a good time. I want to really be even more about talking to him, but I do feel like there's a little bit of a, and I felt there's definitely going to be, um, a wall up because of our, you know, I felt that there was, there's going, I felt that although it was so great and nice and, and really, you know, if, if it wasn't for the bat, like his religious beliefs are different than mine or the way I was raised, I should say. Um, I, I feel like that's a barrier for him and he didn't like come out and say it, but, um, it's very obvious that it might be clearly cause it, it felt like that from the conversation, from the conversation before the, the, when we hung out, but it's also so weird because it seemed like we were both really excited to learn about each other's backgrounds, you know? Um, but I kind of was like, you know, it would suck if that would be the case because isn't that the whole point of like what we're all learning as a society? Like love is love, like gay, straight, black, white, purple, green, um, you know, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, like we're all loving each other and we're learning about each other. And like, I can't help that I was brought up into a family that was Italian Catholic, you know, this is it, you know, but, and I, I hope that it doesn't, it doesn't uh, conflict with getting to know me. And and if it's not that, then great. I fucking just suck. <laughs> so that goes back to Dario's comment. Stop putting the blame on me, um, which I'm trying. I'm trying not to. Um, it's just frustrating when every single guy I meet that I really like or even like a little bit just starts to scurry away like a cockroach seeing light. I don't know why I'm using the cockroach analogy, but cockroaches, when they see light, they scurry, right? 
I'd say the turtle in the shell too, but I feel like turtles are slower. And that when the men hear like commitment and what is this, like they run fast. They don't just peek, poke, slowly poke their head and it's like, Ree! it's like that. Or one of those, one of those daddy long legs in the summertime where it's like, Ree! that's what men do when they smell me liking them. Like, oh, she, she smells like wanting to do stuff more than kiss me or fuck me. Oh, that's far away. I'm not saying he did this. He he didn't do that. Um, I I do think though that that like my gut is telling me this is gonna probably be difficult because I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Um, my gut is concerned, and deep down in my gut, I guess my gut is saying that it's gonna probably be a problem for him. I don't think it's a problem. But I gathered last night, like I was like, as much as it was really lovely and he mentioned it was really lovely. I was like, "Mm." but I just feel like if we had that much of a concern and we didn't even hang out first, then it's probably going to be a concern throughout. But I did mention to him, like people make barriers, right? So like, if I don't see anything wrong with it, then you shouldn't like, but then again, I can't tell him how to feel. Um, I actually think it's really hot, like, and exciting to learn about somebody else's, uh, you know, different belief system, because it's kind of, it's, I believe a lot of organized religion are based on the same thread, a higher being, treating people the way you want to be treated, kindness, compassion, empathy, um, universal love, right? So, so for me, it's not an issue. I hope that I'm wrong about the whole situation and that I keep talking. I mean, we're, you know, we were texting and stuff today, but I hope I'm wrong. You know, I obviously get excited when I meet a guy and I am like, oh my gosh, this could be the one. Yeah. I do that with every single fucking guy. And it's not that because I want to rush down a wedding aisle or plant my fingertips in his wallet or whatever men think that we try to do, it's because I want that emotional intimacy and journey with another person that is rewarding both physically, mentally, and also, you know, that expands through our families. I mean, that's, that's what we want. And and I, and I don't know why it gets such a bad rap. Like, oh, they just want a fucking commitment. Like, right. Cause there's so much beauty behind people who actually do get it right. And I've never gotten it right. I have never had, this is depressing. I have never had a really, really good relationship with a significant other. I haven't. Um, I, yeah, I haven't. So I'm hoping that someday I will. So, and I hope that there's more to, um, journey and talk about with this, with this new guy. And I hope that it doesn't fizzle out, but I don't know that until I just kind of wait and see. I'm, I'm trying not to, trying not to think about it. And I just dedicated a whole podcast to it. So woohoo. And he's going to listen to it and be like, you bitch, you're crazy. I'm not crazy. I just, this is life. This is who I am. So, um, it's a defense mechanism on my end. Um, (laughs) yeah. Well guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. 
Um, and I hope that there, I, I want to say one last thing, actually, I, I will always get excited right away because that's who I am. I love getting excited. I think it's a fucking flattering thing that if I like you, I get excited right away and I'm thinking physical thoughts, mental thoughts, emotional thoughts. I think that that's, ne I know that it's never going to go away. And honestly, the right person for me is going to be so turned on by that. It's not going to matter. You know, I, I was saying this before to my friend, she's like, you just need to let it. I was like, no, she was, you get so worked or you get so into it right away. And it's like, well, it's not into it. It's like, it doesn't come around a lot. It, it, for me, it doesn't happen. Whereas every guy I meet, I'm like instant, every guy I meet, I'm not like that. Like there's been multiple guys that have come along this week, not this week, I'm sorry, this year that I'm like, eh, eh, eh. and I'm not even going out and dating anyway. I mean, people at my show, my neighbor, my neighbor, and the guy up this, like today after, after bring my groceries, my, both of my neighbors were like, Hey, and I was like, ugh. and it's not their fault. It's just, I'm not, I'm not into them. And, and I think I was sitting outside in my backyard and I was like, but I'm into somebody who's probably going to question whether it's worth dating me. And I'm putting, I'm projecting that that's not what he said. I I'm projecting that that may be the case, but I don't know. Um, I get a feeling <laughs> and probably after he hears this, he's going to get a feeling to put me on block. Um, no, I'm kidding. I hopefully maybe we'll tell him that I'm talking about whatever he doesn't. It's, it's fine. I'm hoping it's fine. Uh, I, but I wanted to talk about this because it really, um, has been inside my brain for, for the last week and a half. And I feel like I would be putting out a fake episode if I didn't talk about it, it was especially because it was a big part of my, like the last couple of days. Um, also, uh, just for some kicks and giggles, I have, <laughs> I, you can't make it up. I love my ex-in-laws. They're very sweet people, but my mother-in-law saw me for the first time in months and she goes, oh, you look tired. And I wanted to respond with, well, tell your son to help. But I didn't because I'm, I'm learning how to be objective as a co-parent. I just didn't hate when people say that. Like, you look tired. Are you tired? I'm not tired, but now I'm angry. So what does angry look for you? Um, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. This has been a wonderful podcast episode recording. Stay tuned for more Divorce Diaries show. I am Michelle Trena. Please come see me live October 21st, Natalie, New Jersey, November 5th in Los Angeles, Santa Monica, actually at the Crow, November 6th, Mike Drop Comedy Club in San Diego. And don't forget November 26th, Lincoln Lodge, Chicago, and then December 31st, baby, New Year's Eve special, Wheaton, Illinois, West Side Improv. Stay tuned for more Happily Divorced After Divorce Diaries. I'm Michelle Trena. Have a great rest of your day, night, morning, and so forth.